millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A little bit of gas came out then. Excuse <laughs> You're me. You're shattered. I am a bit shattered, yeah. Been a bit, been a busy boy today. It's very um, exciting. Got your studio. Got studio opening soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't do that without wanting to sound like Keith Lemon, where he goes back to me in studio. You know, on through <laughs> yes. Um Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm opening this really cool hair studio in um, Soho. Yeah. Where, you know, I'm going to invite people to come and get their hair done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it for free, as long as I can film them. Get Very hair good. Because the idea being is that people will turn up and say, oh, I've got this problem with my hair. And I'll go, yeah, great. Like 10,000 other people have that problem as well. So let's do a little video about how to solve it. And then one, they get their hair solved, but then hopefully, you know, 10,000 other people and get the solution. And they're going to learn how to solve their hair themselves no. as well at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're I'll, such I'll a good that. teacher. Yeah, well, thanks very much. So, yes, me and my partner, Reese, mm-hmm. business partner, just in mm-hmm. case you're worried there. I've been decorating and I uh, picked up a van this morning. I hired mm. a van from Traffic Self Drive. There's my first recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> Traffic Self Drive in St. Albans. And um, I picked up a transit van. I love driving a van. Yes, I it, think I've got to say it suits you. It's very. It's a very manly thing to do. Mm. I spoke to my brother today and he said, are you driving a transit van? I said, yeah, and he went... You're enjoying it. I went, yeah. Did you speak to your brother? Yeah, yeah. That is so weird. Did he tell you that I sent him a song? Yes, he did. Yeah, he told me he'd sent But it. how weird is that? Mm, what song did you send him? I sent him the Baxter Jury song. I knew you would have sent him that song. But he, I knew he'd love it. Are you recommending that song on this podcast? I'm going to recommend it. Yeah, good. Um, well, I'm going to leave you to do that. Okay. But yes, he did say that you'd sent him a song that he thought, and he absolutely loved it. Mm. Um, he said it was classic Davina song. He said, <laughs> you know, deep, boom. <laughs> Um, so that was quite funny, uh, but he was—it was really funny when he said, "Do, do you like driving the van?" Because he, he knows, like, of course I do. You know, like I love pretending I'm a man. Um, God, you're one of the most manly men I've ever met. But you know, I do a very kind of feminine job. Really, yeah, but you know? everything else that you do, mm. all of the rest of the time, okay. is so manly. Great. You know, you play golf, you play football, mm. you um, make things, you hammer things, you've got DIY all over the place. Yeah, you okay, good. Construct yeah. stuff, you drive vans. It's how I keep you. Me... You do electrics. Yeah, do you're the, like. Don't tell anybody that. I'm probably, oh. It's probably illegal for, oh, okay. for an, you know, a layman to do electrics. But um, well, you put I'm lights good at it. Up. I put lights up, don't I? That's, yeah, yeah, all that. That's all right. I don't. I don't actually know. I don't think it is anymore. I think you're supposed to get a skilled professional to put lights up and stuff. Oh, but you know they're expensive, aren't they? Yeah, but you're so good. At I'm it. very good at it. I know what I'm doing. You know. Um, but yeah. Who taught you? A, a Reader's Digest book of <laughs> DIY. <laughs> <laughs> Does my Reader's dad, Digest still exist? I don't know. My dad was a member of the Reader's Digest, and <laughs> he had these DIY manuals. So. When I left home, and I left home very young, probably 16 or 17, I stole the DIY manual. 
So I'd always know how to fix things, you know. What was funny in the DIY manual is that... It stood you in amazing stead. What what was good about it is it taught you how to build a swimming pool in your own back garden. That's very handy. I just loved that section that you'd dig a hole and you had it levelled in this particular way and all that. You know, I thought, one day I'm going to build my own swimming pool. I haven't done that yet. But, um, so yes, I've been doing manly things and it's perked me testosterone (laughs) no end. So you'll be delighted about that. Um, I think it's worth it pointing out that we've been away for a few days in France uh, with a friend of ours called Peter. Yes. And for some peculiar reason, we went really northern. Yes. I can't shake it well, off. Well, he's northern. He is kind He of lived northern. in Grantham. Yeah. But which for, we found out is in Lincolnshire. For whatever reason, for comic purposes, mainly to entertain ourselves, we both went extremely... Extreme northern. Northern mm. bloke. Mm. I'm, I'm having difficulty shaking off the northernness. <laughs> um, I've, I, I've enjoyed it so much, being northern. That I can't, I can't get rid of it at the you moment. You should do it more. It'll settle down a bit, I promise. Um, so how are you? Um, I am very good. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. I did um, a screening last night for my menopause documentary. So this is out on Friday. The menopause documentary is out the Monday after this podcast comes out. Oh, is so it? So it's on the 2nd of May. Okay. And there's an enormous kerfuffle going on mm-hmm. around the HRT shortages, the menopause... It's very interesting that there's a shortage because, mm. you know, a cynic would say some somehow that this shortage is on purpose, but it can't be, can it? I mean, people make money from selling HRT. Um, and also the shortage is dangerous. I mean, women kill themselves. Yes, absolutely. So but it's it, not... It would be fascinating to understand why. And you contacted some of these companies to see... And none of them get back none to you. Get back they to they you. just send you a round robin back. It's I extremely it frustrating. Is. I mean, if anybody knows out there, or anybody knows anybody who I've works got, for a pharmaceutical yeah, company... no idea. Um, it would be great to find out and it might why be there would be a shortage of Supply this. chain of a product or mm-hmm. something Or an ingredient it. or something um, like that. But yes, it's it's. You told me they're made of yams. Is that right? Um, yes. So it's derived from yams. Okay. It's not actually made from no, yams. Okay. Somebody's not whittling up sort of HRT <laughs> in, <laughs> in their garage. In a garage with a, um, a nutribullet. It's made in a laboratory, yeah. but it is derived from yams. It's natural and it's completely body identical. This is the new mm. transdermal HRT. I wonder if they just need more people to farm yams. I wonder if it's that. I, I don't think it is. You don't think it is? No. Okay. If anybody knows, we'd be um, we'd, we'd like to know. To know. Um, so, mm. I don't even know where to start this week, but I'm going to start, because we've already mentioned it, with that track. Okay, yeah, great. So I've got a track to talk about as well. That track mm-hmm. is by um, Baxter Jury, mm-hmm. who is the son of Ian Jury. Yeah. It's called These Are My Friends, and he did it with Fred again. Now, do you remember what I recommended We've Lost Dancing? Yes. Um, We've Lost Dancing was Fred again. It was Fred again, okay. Um, And in fact, it's Fred again, 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 I think. Okay. That is his name. Um, But it's really funny. Baxter Jury sounds so like his dad. Yes, I agree. Um, Ian Jury was an absolutely amazing performer. If you don't know him, um, go and buy New Boots and Panties. Uh, which was his best album, arguably. Mm-hmm. But he used to have a band called The Blockheads. Mm-hmm. And The Blockheads, in terms of musical prowess, were one of the tightest mm-hmm. bands. Complicated music, really complicated rhythms that just never missed a beat. They were yeah. so... 
Do you know what I mean when uh, I say tight? Absolutely. It's a bit yeah, like yeah. when a dance troupe dances together mm-hmm. and they all finish at exactly the yeah. same time. They were amazing. Now, I met Ian Jury mm-hmm. at a karaoke night. And he, as an 18-year-old girl... Did he hit you with his rhythm stick? He didn't, actually, no, okay. thank goodness. But he did invite me down to the studio mm-hmm. the next day to go and um, try doing a bit of sort of talking over a track that he had for a musical that he was doing mm-hmm. that I don't think ever saw the light of okay. day. But... I got to be in a studio all day with mm-hmm. Ian Jury. It was the most amazing thing. Like, what a gift. Wow. I mean, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. his son, Baxter, oh, and sorry, I very what, nearly called Chester Baxter. What year was that just out of interest? Like, 83, 84? Um, no, hang on. So, um, 87, I was 20. So, probably 86. 86, okay. 87? Yeah. It was just interesting the types of bands that were around at that time. Mm. You know, there was a lot of rubbish around, basically, from what I can remember. And there was a handful of absolutely brilliant musical bands. Mm. And Ian Jury and the Blockheads were one of them. I think Madness was one of them as well. And you look at the, the, the skill of playing the piano and then you had a saxophone player. Yeah. The drummer and the percussioner and all that stuff. And the Style Council also, I'm a massive fan of, as you know. But they were all bundled into this one pot of real musicians, mm. I think. And I very nearly called Chester Baxter. Oh, it's a great name, But nobody Baxter. let me call him Baxter because of soup. Mm, okay. Which I mean, is a really annoying because... No, nobody thinks of Baxter's soup anymore. Nobody think of Baxter's, no. Baxter's soup. If you'd called him Heinz, I would have been a bit worried. Yeah, but, but um, Baxter's such a cool name. It's a great name. And the words, he sounds like his dad. Mm-hmm. It is hilarious. The words are very funny and it's an absolute banger. And I'd like to thank my daughter, Tilly Robertson, oh, did she for that it? recommendation. Really? Yes. Where did she stumble across it? Just um, to the party or something? No idea. No, okay. But she knew I would like it. Ah, very good. So I've got a musical recommendation yes. as well, actually. So my oh, good, good friend, Jeff Lloyd. Oh, yeah. Um, so Jeff Lloyd is a broadcaster. He was on Virgin Radio for a long time. He used to have a show called The Pete and Jeff Show. Yeah, we've talked about Mitchell. him on the podcast before. He's like a yeah. friend. And Pete Mitchell sadly died, actually, and I recommended a kind of tribute show that Jeff produced for his good friend mm. Pete um, probably about two two or three years ago now mm. um, that was really good. And um, Jeff has two podcasts. He has one with Ed Middleband, mm. and then he also has a, another podcast as well, I think called Adrift. Um, anyway, he's brilliant, and he's a really good friend of mine. I love him dearly. Anyway, he rang me the other day, and he said, I've been comped two tickets to see Florence and the Machine at the Drury Lane Theatre, do you want to go? Now, weirdly, I'd been, Florence and the Machine had been pinging through my Instagram Mm. a a bit. Not that I followed them at the time, but they kept getting recommended to me. Uh, And I thought, God, I'd love to go and see them, you know, so... I mean, we love Florence, right? I was very jealous. Mm. So when it pinged through, I was like, do I want to go? Like, Of course. Yeah. And the Drury Lane Theatre, for those those that you don't know, it's kind of a small theatrical theatre in London mm. probably holds maybe 1,500 people on three tiers, you know. And the tickets he had how, were how close so were good. Well, we were row N, which was... In the, the stalls. In the stalls. Amazing. But the front row of the second section, if you like. So there was nobody in front of us. And then we were... And I was on the end aisle as well towards the centre. So it was just perfect. Mm. And I couldn't, just couldn't quite believe it, really. And I hadn't really seen a lot of live music for a long time. We went to see Inhaler, I think. 
I was really excited. And then she <laughs> came out and I thought, I bet it's going to be one of these, I'm doing all my new material type stuff. Mm. And I thought, well, I don't mind. You know, she's such a brilliant singer. I thought, I'll, I'll go with it. But she didn't. She started off with a, the banger, the No Light. Oh, wow. Uh, which I was like, oh my God, like we've got a hit and her straight per- off I mean, she is a performer. Absolutely, She is a yes. real throw herself around, mm. always wears fantastic floaty dresses, which look amazing. Yes. I mean, the dresses are a real big part yeah. of, of her performance and also her fingers, I noticed. She does a lot of these kind of things mm. with her fingers. And I remember thinking, God, if she lost her fingers in an accident or something, <laughs> it would be a real tragedy <laughs> because she really uses those fingers, you know, because she uses them as shadows and through the smoke and all the rest oh, of it. Wow. And I'm thinking, Wow. Um, let's hope that doesn't happen. Yes, let's hope that mm. doesn't happen. And also her hair, you know, is a big part of it. She throws it around a lot. It's amazing. It's really great colour and all the rest of it. Anyway, about three songs in, she says, oh my God, it's been awful. You know, the whole lockdown thing, we've not been able to perform for so long. And she said, you know, I'm really stuck without an audience. I'm stuck without music and I'm stuck without the ability to dance. And I thought, yeah, God, it is interesting. You know, everybody's missed this socialiser of, of dancing around and prancing mm. around with people and that kind of close contact you get when you're dancing in a nightclub or something. Anyway, she said, this is a song about, you know, just how much I've missed singing and dancing and mm. missed an audience and all the rest of it. And I love um, performers, really. Performers get a bit of a bad rap, I always think. They always get kind of called a bit narcissistic or self-indulgent or whatever. But I mean... Could you imagine a world without performers? Oh, God, a like, world without art, like... Yeah, like, mm. you know, if you removed all the actors and all the people who wanted to perform and all the kind of slightly narcissists that desperately want to be seen, we'd have nothing to watch. There'd be nothing to entertain mm. us, you know. So I'm always mm. delighted when people confess to wanting to perform or wanting... Well, potentially, to we wouldn't be here. Oh, my God, like, we're, <laughs> we are performers, I think, you know, like... So um, it was really nice, you know, to her just kind of confessing her desire to do mm. that. I thought it was great. Anyway, she sings this song called Free. And it's just instantly I just thought, body hell, wow. I, I love this yeah, song. You know, really it was good. a classic Florence and the Machine song. So it starts with this absolute thumping kind of rhythm that just goes do 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 I think you said wow it's a running song mm. you can run to this you but get it's, excited to it. No, like, but it's the perfect running beat. Yes, I know, it's brilliant, you know. And then she talks a bit about how, you know, her mental health suffered, I guess. Um, and she's obviously, she obviously seems to struggle with her own, with herself in some way. I don't know an enormous amount about her, but what she was saying on stage is just how difficult she found it, not being able to express herself or not being able to kind of see people or dance with them or whatever. And this song seems to embody the whole thing. Mm. It's just brilliant. Mm. It's a brilliant song. And then there's just this idea that in the chorus where, you know, um, when she hears the music and she feels the beat and when she starts dancing, she feels free. But I was just covered in goosebumps for the whole song. Mm. And then she said, it comes out tomorrow. So the song just came out last week. So the album's not come out. I think there's two tracks on it that have been released so far. I bet the album's so going to be ace. Yeah, well, she sang maybe She's four or five of, songs off it. all of yeah. lockdown to... So if you're, if you're looking for a new song to listen to and you fancy an absolute banger kind of indie rock super energy song it's bloody brilliant bloody brilliant and it's called free and it's by Florence and the machine you'll get it on spotify and apple music and all of that jazz but the words in it are fantastic and the way the song builds and then there's this huge crescendo and it's everything i love about music it's it has all the right ingredients so that is my first recommendation oh my god that was like you'd actually done a sort of piece 
Was it? Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, I topped and tailed it, you see. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Okay. I am going to talk about mm. Otto Pasta. <gasps> oh my God, great. I'm so glad you're going to do this because um, I thought so, I'd forgotten. A good friend of mine recommended this company to me because uh, she knows the chef. Okay. And this is basically a food home delivery kit mm-hmm. which takes eating pasta to the next level. So they do eight dishes. Okay. Eight different types of dishes. They're always changing mm-hmm. because they use seasonal. Um, seasonal food. Okay. They are very simple to cook. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling a bit lost, you just go onto YouTube. They're, they show you how to cook it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just look up. They call it eightness. And they've got um, a thing where they've got eight points. So Phil Howard is the chef, mm-hmm. one of Britain's best chefs. He's been cooking at the highest level for over 30 years. He's had two Michelin stars for his restaurant, oh, wow. The Square. Um, he was mentored by the Rue brothers, Marco P- Pierre White, Simon Hopkinson. I mean, he's just, he's amazing. <laughs> they use, as I said, seasonal um, produce mm-hmm. and the very, very best food. The best tomatoes in season, beautifully aged pecorino and parmesan. So there's eight dishes, mm-hmm. um, always lots of great choice. They make their um, filled pasta and pasta sauces every day. Okay. So it's completely fresh pasta. Can you just name some of the ones that are out today? Yes. Uh, so this is the one that we had. We had a ravioli of scallop and prawn with herbs, lemon zest, oh, spring onions and butter. My God. Uh, it says it was elegant, extraordinary. Luxury, luxurious uh, and utterly delicious. Um, so it was £26 per double portion. But I mean, it was like top end restaurant star. quality. Like, it was it's extraordinary, amazing. And yes. you cooked it. Yes, I cooked it. I mean, you know, that's the thing. Mm, like, you, uh, you, I mean, you could really impress someone. Oh my God, if you, you, could, were, if you had somebody over for a date. A date. If you'd got someone on Tinder and you invited them over and you did this. They would. They'd go like, Jesus. You know, they, yeah, yeah. they'd be like, oh my God, this person's mm. a keeper. Now, so, the secret ingredient. Do you remember what the secret ingredient is? Yes, I do, yeah. What is it? It was like um, a pasta water. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was like a salty pasta yes. water that you so, got a sachet of. Yes, so you get a sachet of pasta water. And adding pasta water to a sauce comes naturally to Italian cooks because they know it really enhances mm. the final dish. And the pasta water is the matchmaker in the marriage of pasta and sauce. It emulsifies the sauce and merges the flavour of the dish's two components, making the whole greater than the sum of the parts. Mm. I love that! So like I said, they've got great video guides. Um, they cook with whatever's in season and they respect the planet. So it's all about the recycled packaging. They um, reduce the need for a cooler bag. They freeze um, the pasta's water sachet to keep the rest of the box's contents cool. Oh, so, okay. So they freeze the water, mm-hmm. put it in with the food, so then you don't have to do, which is something that really bugs me with other food deliveries. Mm-hmm. They put in these all these frozen plastic things. Yeah, yeah, and you've got to get rid it's of it. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, so, and the, the packaging mm-hmm. is exquisite. I mean, it's, it's too beautiful almost to eat this pasta, but, um, you mentioned quite an expensive dish. Yes. I mean, but it, other it, ones are like 18 quid for two. Yes. Which um, 16 I know. 16 pounds for two, 17 six, pounds. Yeah, 15, 16, 17. 15, 50. So yes, I did. Tr- so, I mean, you know, if you're at university, that's expensive. But mm. if you, you know, rather than going out for dinner, mm. it's an amazing alternative if yeah. you want to do a special meal. But 
I mean, this is extraordinary food and I cannot recommend it high enough. It's really, really good. Now, I'm not sure where they deliver to. Yes, me um, too. Or how far they go. But um, I know that they would definitely deliver to uh, London and the outside of London. So, yes, it looks uh, okay. to me like they're Out all central. We cover these postcodes in and around London, most London postcodes. And then it looks like the Kent, I mean, TW, is that Tunbridge Wells? Yeah. Oh, wow. So TW8, TW9, and TW10. Oh, no, that's um, no, that's Twickenham. Okay. Well, I, I totally agree. If you live in and around the London area, go on the website, have a look, order a couple of things, and tell us what you think. But I was utterly blown away. It, I was so excited to make it for you because it made me look so good. I mean, you really did look so good. But can I also say, mm. because we were sent... Yes. Four different dishes, mm-hmm. and you cooked four different dishes mm-hmm. simultaneously. Yeah. So you were really good. Oh, well, you didn't just look really good. Yeah, you well. actually were. Do you remember the? And they do like soup. They did a minestrone oh soup. Oh my do you god, it was soup? so good. Uh, and they put in a little lump of focaccia, like yes. a tomato-based focaccia. That you just throw in the oven for a couple of minutes. The focaccia was oh, ridiculous, god wasn't it? It was fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so Here there we you go. go. They got the focaccia. Four quid. Barata, if, you, if you're thinking salad. about it. You've got to get the focaccia. And oh. look at the antipasti box. Oh, God, Hello. yes. Okay. I'd just eat that. Do you know what we should do? I mean, yeah, okay. What, what? Well, we should order some, like, for here. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, yes, I'm, what were we thinking? I love it now. I'm really hungry, by oh, the way. okay. That's good. I have another, I have a food recommendation oh, as yeah, well. Oh, yeah, go on. Um, so, um, just before Andy took me, he mate Andy took me to see... The Broken Shark. Remember the Jaws thing? Oh, yes. Yeah, you recommended it. The Shark's Still Broken or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, I did recommend it. But he took me to this Thai restaurant called Thai... Rose's Thai, it's called. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a meal that I loved ever since I moved to London. Because mm-hmm. uh, I used to go to this Thai restaurant called Thai Vera. Oh, is it the gravy? It's the kind of soupy gravy thing with flat noodles and then loads of veg, but chicken and prawns right, And you've in there never as well. known what it's called. Never know what it's called. And you've never found it again. Never found it again. And then at Rosa's Kitchen, Rosa's Thai Kitchen, they had it on the menu. What's it called? So it's called Pad C-U. Ew. So P-A-D for Pad, S-E-E, and then E-W-E. It's or called fried flat noodles. It's called different things in different restaurants, you see. Mm. That's why it's so difficult to pin down. But it's, um, it says Thai comfort food at its best. Wild, uh, wide rice noodles, stir-fried uh, with eggs, spring greens, and a sweet soy sauce. And you can get, obviously, veg, chicken, or chicken and prawns, which is what I get. Oh, my God, it is so good. So if you're coming to London and you like Thai food, you've got to go to Rosa's Thai Cafe. It's called rosastaicafe.com, so you can have a look. There's actually tons of them across London. And I know this is a bit London-centric, this, so I do apologise for this. And we will do something more nationwide, perhaps, next week. Um, but the restaurants are fantastic so if I just click on locations is it just in London uh, uh, it seems to be but there's lots oh, there's and lots loads of, them. of them oh Cardiff. Cardiff okay so there's one in Cardiff uh, Baker Street Angel Birmingham, Birmingham. <laughs> Blue Water uh, the Blackwall Tunnel by the looks of things there Brixton Carnaby Carnaby oh gosh that's near me Clapham Junction, wow. Chelsea, Ealing, Finsbury Park. I had no Hampton, idea it was a Grinch. chain. No, well, me neither. It was Leeds, only once I started to... Liverpool, <gasps> Manchester. Manchester. You've done something I'm okay. nationwide. Oh, my God. No need to apologise. You're, you're very welcome, everybody. Um, but you must go. It's re- it's really good. I mean, how how hard is it to get a chain 
Yeah. That's that good. Yeah. It's tricky because they all kind of deteriorate slightly and, as they get and slightly And you know bigger. what I really like? Yeah. They all look completely different. Yeah, they do, don't they? If you go on the website there and it have a look at the locations. It doesn't look like a chain because none of them look the same. That's very clever. So they've got Westfields, Stratford, but not. Not so, uh, mm. um, so Rose's Thai Cafe, go and have a look there. It's a really, really nice place, especially if you go to the cinema for a quick bite to eat. I didn't need to book a table every time I've been, although I think they do like you to book. Um, but it's great. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Now, I've got a really, really weird website, mm-hmm. um, but oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but I thought this was a very positive thing for any parents Sorry. listening mm-hmm. or anybody that knows a child that has a tricky parent, because as a child of a tricky parent, mm-hmm. I, felt, I felt very lonely yeah. and I didn't know what to do or mm-hmm. who to turn to. And it did seem that all of my friends had completely normal parents and I didn't, you know, they all seemed really lovely. I, I seem to remember calling a lot of my friends' mums, mum, mm-hmm. or asking them, can I call you mum? Okay, yes. Which was yeah. a bit sad. Um, so, um, I found myhorridparent.com. <laughs> there is an actual website called myhorridparent.com. Wow. And in the menu, it's called Horrid Parents. Reactions, coping, blog, Aww. makeup of a horrid parent, positives, years later... Avoid becoming a horrid parent. How to cope with a difficult parent feeling better and feel better and grow stronger. Oh my God. Isn't that fantastic? This is amazing. It says horrid parents exist in all types of family, big, small, rich, clever, poor or struggling. Yet talking about living with a nasty parent is a taboo subject. And you know, I really struggled with that Mm. when I talked about my mum passing um, and how my sister and I had reacted People found it quite shocking mm. um, because I did feel relief. Yeah. And it's it's so hard to explain to people who haven't had mm. a difficult relationship with their parent. Anyway, um, so if your friends get on well with their parents or your parent puts on a front and behaves well in public, you can seem very disloyal. Life with a horrid parent has been a no-go area for far too long and we're tackling it on mm. our website to help their children to manage so it's saying you know it's saying it's quite non-judgmental it's mm-hmm. saying look no parents are perfect yeah, yeah. We're, ev- we're all struggling as mm-hmm. parents to try to do the very best that we can um, we all make mistakes but as a child 
you can go through this website or there's a thing for Childline on mm -hmm. there to kind of help guide children of when it's the right time to call Childline or when they should get help. But it does give very helpful advice. God, that's it, absolutely that brilliant? brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I'm really pleased you like it because I thought you might think it was stupid. But Not I, at all. It's just such a brilliant idea. It's and I just very never... clever, isn't it? Yeah. And it's funny because I hadn't heard about it and I feel mm. like this is the kind of thing that should be absolutely everywhere. Yeah. Well, we can repost stuff, can't we? Yeah. It comes on the, on the thing because that's yeah. absolutely great. What a great idea. Myhorridparent.com well, well done, whoever set that up. Yeah. <clears throat> that's a really... God, it just never even occurred to me that there would be a place and I, also, I really people. like the idea of having some... Um, sort of resources on there for mm. parents to not become horrid. <laughs> My God, right? Like, I mean, if am, you're I going... a, am I a horrid parent? And like... if, you're, if you're going to be um, a parent, mm. um, then... Go, go and have a look. You know, it's quite useful to yeah. go and have a look and kind of know, you know, and they've got all the different types of mothers, mm. all the different types of um, parents mm. and all the things that a horrid parent is likely to say um, and the, about how the comments can make you feel, how to cope... And this was created, produced, and written by Angela Levin and Alison Corner. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say, were they both horrible parents? And then they maybe they her. both had horrible. She's yeah. a clinic. Um, Alison Corner yeah, is a clinical psychologist I've and has worked it. with children, young people, and their families for many years. And Angela Levin is an award-winning journalist. Oh, One yeah. of her special uh, specialities is human interest stories. She's written nine non-fiction books, and she had a difficult mother. I recognise um, Alison Corner. Alison Corner, yeah, mm. I don't know why. Mm. Um, well, well done to the pair of them. That's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Really, really, um, really, really good. When I was becoming a parent, I read two books. Mm. One was the Oliver James book, They Fucked oh, Up. Oh, so good. It's fascinating. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone's about to become a parent or they're just interested in the whole um, psychology of it, Oliver James wrote a book called They Fuck You Up, which I believe is stolen from a poem. Um they fuck you up. I can't remember who the poet was, but I found that book. It it was mind blowing. Brilliant, mm. it was. Yeah, really, really good, and mm. it was really helpful. I thought it gave me a lot of it gave me a lot of confidence anyway to be a parent. And then the other one, I had a client who bought me one called the Sixty Second Father. I think it was this idea that obviously dads are at work a lot, generally speaking, and um, it was how to be good with the time you've got. You mm. might not have that much time with your kids. So mm. even if you only had 60 seconds, I think it's the 60-second father, mm. <laughs> the 60-minute father. But, um, but I found both of those. Yeah, yeah, please do. I found both of those really, really good. Yeah. And then I, I, I can't remember if I had anything else. I'd, I bought a book called Raising Boys. Stephen Bedolf. Yes. So I found that, that super helpful as mm -hmm. well. But yeah, those were probably the mains. Was it the 60 Second Father? Well done. Yeah, the 60 Second Father. Yeah, great. Um, but I found it great. 60 Day Father. What? I'm, I'm okay, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the are recommendations for you if you're interested. I've loved being a father. It's the, one of the greatest things I've ever done. I absolutely adore it. And you're it. very bloody good at yeah, it. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Okay, we've got two films we want to talk about. The first one, let's talk about Coda. Oh, God. So we have, we have talked about Coda before... Because I watched it. Oh, okay. And I did slightly recommend it, but I just wanted to recommend it again. Mm. It did win the Best Picture Oscar. Yeah, it did, um, didn't it? Yeah. And it was such a surprise winner. Mm. But I did not know that it was Alad Jones's daughter who plays the lead role. She is 
completely and utterly mind-blowing. How she learned sign language and looked so comfortable with mm. American sign language. Um, you know, you really have to, I don't know, know it so well to yeah. look that casual when you're signing. Mm. And every actor in it is amazing. I love her brother. Um, the parents are so fantastic. And my daughter started watching it. And the first half an hour, she was like, oh, yeah, God, yes, I don't so, know why yeah. we're watching this. This is a bit boring. And then at the end, she was, I mean, sobbing. <laughs> Both of us were. <laughs> yeah. Well, my brother rang me today. I told you I spoke to Steve today. And uh, he said, have you seen Golda? You know, I was like, yeah, yeah. And he said, God, he said, I, it, it was right up there with E.T. I could not stop <laughs> crying, he said. He said, I was bawling my eyes out at the end, you know. He said, that bit in the room, you know, where the parents are there, he said, it was a killer. But yes, I absolutely loved it. I mean, you know, we've seen something similar before done in Four Weddings and a Funeral where mm. Richard Curtis casted the, the deaf guy, you know, to kind mm. of translate things to uh, to Hugh Grant. And it's a brilliant vehicle. Yeah, it's Hugh Grant's brother. Yes. Um, it's a brilliant vehicle for comedy, first of all, but it's also a brilliant way of expressing feelings and all sorts oh, of stuff. Because And you can really put the passion. Oh, it's superb. Mm. And I've never seen it done a, stretched across mm. a, a whole film before. And I did think, oh, I wonder if the gimmick will wear out or something. But it doesn't ever wear no. out. It's just, it's not a gimmick. It's absolutely brilliant. And beautiful. And, and you can express love and anger and frustration mm. in such an amazing way using sign. And it gives the film room, room to breathe in a way mm. when that sometimes dialogue just doesn't mm. allow you to do it. Um, yeah, it, it was pretty faultless, really, I thought. It was, it was really, really good. And I so, love the brother, the deaf brother going out with a hearing friend mm, of his sister's. Yeah. And that was interesting, her trying to learn mm. a bit of sign, but them being so unbelievably attracted mm. to each other that they just kind of yes. made it work and muddled yeah. along. It was fun. It was so good. Uh, we should give a shout out to everybody who recommended it to us because we yes, probably had you. 300 people yes, tell us to watch so it. Much. And um, I know we don't always get back to you, but we do always kind of clock these things and make a note of them and then try and get around to watching them. So thanks to everybody mm. who messaged us to, to watch it. It was utterly brilliant. One other film mm -hmm. that we need to talk about that we both watched on an aeroplane, which was King Richard. Oh, good. Yeah. So this was um, quite a contentious uh, choice because obviously Will Smith disgraced himself yeah. uh, at the Oscars, winning the Oscar for Best Actor. Um, I think he should have hit Chris Rock with a tennis racket. You know, I think um, it would have had more impact. Do you know, I suddenly like clenched my buttocks quite hard when you started that sentence. Really? I was like, oh my God, what's he going to say? But it was okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was, um, it was a joke. Um, um, but this film mm -hmm. and him in it mm. um, and the, the entire cast is completely breathtaking. Yeah. But just the idea that he actually exists richard williams is yes. a man and he is one of what i loved about it is that he's in equal measure a completely pain big pain in the ass yes and stubborn and annoying you can he would really annoy me if i was married to mm. him but at the same time he's so devoted mm -hmm. as a dad pushy to the point where you're like, oh, is this abuse? Mm. But at the same time, those girls owe their whole career mm. to their dad. And they had to work, don't forget, as, as young black Americans, they had to work 
twice as hard mm. as any white American did mm. to get to where they got to. Oh, my God, it was so good. So I'd heard about um, this guy, Richard, because uh, Richard Bacon had interviewed him on his podcast years ago called The Daily Bacon. You know, it was a Radio 5 live show that they got turned into podcasts. podcast. So he listened to it every day. It was so good. Mm. But he was on, and I remember Richard talking to him about, about this very strange thing that he'd done that I think he'd even thought about it before they were born. Mm. that he thought he'd written the manual written this kind of plan for Mm. them you know and then Mm. he kind of acted it out and played it out and And he would not divert away from the plan like he had to stick to the plan remarkable Mm. and he would do this thing where I remember him saying that he would get his girls to play on this tennis course and and pay people to shout abuse at them while they were playing tennis racist abuse yeah yeah and it was just like really like it just sounds bizarre but he was saying yeah well you know you've got to toughen up people will say some horrible things about you while you're Mm. playing tennis like just just amazing but it was a really good film i loved Mm. it i loved the tennis coach the guy with the hair oh so good i can't remember his um his name um he was brilliant wasn't he yeah it was a guy with a, a really... Him. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was him. God, I was trying to work it out. Yeah, so he's in The Wolf of Wall Street as well. So John Bernthal, mm-hmm. I have no idea that was his name, but he was fantastic in it as well. And the mm. frustration he felt all the time having to deal with this, uh, the Richard guy was brilliant. So if you've not seen this film, get 7.5 on IMDb. I uh, think it deserves more than that. Two hours 24, but I don't ever remember it feel, feeling no. that it was that long. I was so engrossed in the film. Yeah. I wonder whether it's been marked down or people have done it since he, he hit mm, Chris maybe. Rock, you know, and just a bit edgy about it. It's a real shame that the it's whole film's really been overshadowed by, by this because I love Will Smith in everything and anything. Mm. I don't, I've never seen him in no, a bad movie. Me either. He always seems so good. He so really messed it, up. It is a shame that. Um, if anyone's not seen Hancock, that's one of my all-time favourite family movies. I mean, it's a bit edgy, mm. so you need your kids to probably be 13 or 14, I think, to watch it. But he's a kind of superhero who really wished he didn't have any superpowers. Mm. Um, but uh, I love him in Hancock. It is such a great, great film. But anyway, King Richard, give it a whirl. Uh, you won't regret it. Um, I'm going to recommend something that isn't expensive. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I, I have recommended a few expensive things. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is um, Fern Cotton does art appreciation yes. days, as I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. She recommends maybe five or six artists mm-hmm. sort of once a week. And these art appreciation posts are brilliant. If you're looking for any art in your house, just keep looking at Fern Cotton's page and she will post something. And um, we've bought a piece of art from As a result, an artist right? that yeah. we've seen on her art appreciation page. She posted one the other day that I really like, but you must keep looking um, because, you know, sometimes you won't like any of them, but one day you'll see one. Anyway, you quite liked it as well. She's called Kristin Voskort dot art. Mm. So C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N V-O-S-C-O-R-T dot art on Instagram and she did um, sort of portraits um, in all different some watercolour some acrylic Mm. um, sort of line drawings that she fills in with colours and she sells prints 
and they're very cheap. Are they? And if you got oh, maybe eight prints... I get some for the studio. Yeah, if you got yeah. like eight prints and then put them in a row or <clears> something, <throat> they'd look fantastic. All the different hairdos, mm. that's such a good idea. Um, so she does some really massive ones mm. and some not at all, but her Instagram page is a joy to look at. Um, she mm. kind of shows how she paints and... Um, how she comes to do these very sort of graphic um, paintings. She did something, a lovely painting for um, Ukraine. But she's just uh, great. And the artwork's very affordable. She's got a shop. You can buy prints. You can buy original works of art if you want that are a bit more expensive. Um, But she's great. Yeah, I'd love some painted hairstyles, actually, for um, picture frames I've got in the salon, yeah. Um, fab. Um, very good indeed. Have I got anything else really at the moment that I could pass on till next week? I mean, I'm going to pass on a I've couple st- of things. Start- next yeah, week. okay. I've started watching Severance, um, which I'd quite like to talk about. I'm going to leave Ooh, that till next week. And I've started watching a new Tony Collette. I've got I've deep dived Ooh, with yes. Tony Collette, and I've well, watched a new Netflix Tony Collette. What's it called? Um, unbelievable. <gasps> well, Kirsty Keegan's has just said um, a really good Netflix series called Unbelievable. Oh. Well, Kirsty, uh, well Kirsty, I'm in the middle of it, <laughs> yeah. and it's a really, really good. But the first episode is very, harrowing. very traumatic, and I just, um, again, I don't ever really talk about trigger warnings. Yeah, but yeah. If you've ever experienced anything like that, then you you might not want to watch it. Yeah. It's quite um, graphic. Okay. So Amber Grieve has said, uh, "I've just discovered the air fry guy." Oh on my Insta. god! There's a guy. Yeah. His songs are hilarious. Oh he makes up little jingles for his foodie creations, and it made me think about Michael. I thought he ought to follow suit and jingle the ingredients for some busy deep fat fire <laughs> recipes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, but that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. But you know who'd love that? Chester. Yes. Yeah. So it's called the Air Fryer Guy. Um, Not the. Just no, air sorry. fryer. Yes. Air fryer guy on Instagram. Fryer guy. Um, okay, and, I'm going to tell uh, Chester about yes, that. He'll okay. love it. I'm gonna, we're going to follow him, um, the air fryer guy. Thanks very much indeed for that, Amber. And then Kerry Challoner says, Hi, Davina and Michael. Sounds like you had a lovely Easter break. After listening to your recent episode, I found myself shouting, I absolutely loved pieces of her. I've been watched it with my eldest daughter when she came home recently. Also, I heard um, your clip, Mel Robbins. I've been following oh. her for... Oh, yeah, Can Mel I just Robbins. say something? Yeah, yeah. I've been watching Mel Robbins yeah. all week. Happy? She's really good. Okay, great. I've been uh, following her for a while. I'm currently listening to her book, Take Control of Your Life. Oh. It's really good. Oh, okay. Audiobook, um, Take Control of Your Life by Mel Robbins. Um, that is a good recommendation. Great. Thank you so much, Kerry. Yeah, great stuff. Um, I love our listeners. They're yes. amazing. <laughs> could help me. Hello again. I'm honestly not a stalker. So uh, last message. No, no, no. You can send as many messages as you like. Lucy loves podcast. I can see you've read my message, so either no response is a polite no, (laughs) or has my request been overlooked. I won't keep bothering you uh, because I know how annoying it can be. I'd love you two to be guests on my podcast. It's only 20 minutes of fun and chat. Many thanks, Lucy. Let's have a look. I don't even know what that is. Um, What happens, Lucy, sometimes is Olivia reads our messages, uh, so it looks like they've been read, uh, but uh, we haven't necessarily read them, and then she puts them in a, a separate compartment for us to read. Um, so uh, we will have a little look. I'll at tell that. you what, Lucy. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're also completely honest, we get so many requests from people we know who are dear friends of ours to go on their podcast. But we're so busy; it's hard enough to try and get together. Yeah. 
to do this. <laughs> yes, it is, isn't it? Isn't I mean, it? It's uh, eight o'clock at night. Um, so, it, like, it's not because we don't want to. We'd love to do it, but mm. it's literally, we are so short on time. Gina Rybina <clears throat> sent something. It says, this is our family pledge. Should we listen to it? Yeah. If you look or sound different, trans or gay, I love and respect you every single day. I speak up for what's right and help those when they need. I follow my instincts and the path that I lead. I nurture my soul, my body and my mind. I don't need to be perfect to myself. I'll be kind. If I need help, I will ask. That's a brave thing to do. And if I do something wrong, I'll say sorry to you too. I'll forever work hard, explore, learn and play. I don't need to have it all sorted, but I'll do these each day. Loving thoughts, loving words, loving heart on this day. I am safe. I am loved. Life is great. You've been. If you look up. Hello, guys. Great to have you back in my ears. Just listening to this week's app and motos.it reminded me I don't know what that is no. that I discovered um, Emmeline Carroll Southwell on TikTok in lockdown she's written a book of her family pledge great experts on socials uh, much love oh, so Gina, she'd be a good Gina person Rabina. to follow in um, on TikTok Emmeline yeah. Carroll Southwell ah, nice yes that was very good thank you very much uh, Gina Rybina it's <laughs> a great name one last one from Vixter I've heard there is a hurdle 80s what does that mean? Oh, so tracks. Um, it's only 80s tracks. You know, where you have to guess the song. Oh, yes. Oh, Hurdle was Wordle for music. Yes. And there's an 80s one. Yes. Okay, we've got to track that down. Um, I, I loved I think, Hurdle. Yeah, it was good. I was, I'm not being funny or anything, but I was very good at it. Were you? Yeah. Were you, the, were you that good at it? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not being funny, but I, I was. Um, what are you having for your tea tonight? Have you already I've had eaten. it? Have you? Yeah. I'm so hungry. So I ate, I had a picky plate. Mm-hmm. So I had hummus, mm-hmm. carrots, mm-hmm. sugar snap peas, mm-hmm. some salami, mm-hmm. um, some olives and some feta. Bloody hell. That sounds like a lot. Did yeah, you just have bits was. of it? I had like bits of it, yeah. Did you have 300 calories worth, do you reckon? Much more than that. More than that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. Well, salami, Jesus. So we were with My some... salami was like Yeah, you know, that must 500. be quite a lot, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. We were with some people this weekend who fast regularly. Yes. And they really sold it to me. Yeah, the they really sold thing. it to me. Like fast... Mm. No, but we're talking three days. And he went, the first day you're really hungry, but the second day you feel amazing. Yeah. And it was 800 calories a day? 800 calories a day, yeah. But they, but they went somewhere to do it. They were in a plop, proper place. Really? Pl- a proper, a proper place. Because we've got to remember mm. that extreme weight loss and fasting and things like that are not something that you mm. should do willy-nilly. Let's no. think of um, Sean, um, the cricketer. Yeah. Um, what was his name? I don't know. Sean, the famous... Famous cricketer. Um, cricketer, Australian, went out with Liz... Shane Warren. Shane. Yes. Shane Warm. Oh, was he, was he a faster? Um, well, he was on a, cr- a crash diet, so he was doing like the oh, big thing and he had a heart attack. Oh, yeah, don't fancy the idea so of that. So you just, okay. you know, it's not, it's not something you just kind no. of think, oh, I'm going to fast on my own for fun. Like, quite you have to though. be careful. Okay. Um, and I think that's why they give you 800 calories. It's got to be very, very measured. Yeah. And, you know, make sure that you're healthy before you do that. Yes. Steve don't the... use it as a way to... Get fit. Steve the dad bod did a did a post on on fasting that I thought was really good because he said you can go crazy on it, but he said it's really not good for you. No, I love Steve the dad bod. Um, we love Steve that he yeah. got in touch with us. Yes, we got so starstruck. <laughs> 
Um, well, didn't we? Though? Yes, we it was did. really funny. I was like, oh my God, Steve's yeah. got in touch. He's from America yeah, as well. And he was like, <laughs> if, you know, he was like, if we, I can yeah. help Michael in any way, get rid of yeah. his dad, bad. Yeah, liposuction is what I'm thinking about. No! Come on, it'd be no. easy that way. I no. think if it's sucked out all the fat, no. I can keep it off. No. Huh? No. Okay. You don't need to. Okay. You're beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> um, I hope everybody's having a lovely week so yes. far. It's only Tuesday, isn't it? Um, it's only, um, Tuesday, it's only Tuesday, Tuesday, but when they listen, it's on Friday. Mm-hmm. And we hope you love the podcast. We've done yeah. a lot of been a lot this week. Offshoots. Yeah, yeah good. Uh, next week, this mm. podcast will come to you via Turkey. Oh yes, I'm, we're going for work. We're working in Turkey, people. Yeah. And um, we'll maybe think of Turkey things to to talk about. Maybe one turkey thing each. What, Christmas? <laughs> um, okay, okay. Shall, we, shall we draw a line under today's Let's episode? Let's draw a line. Go and listen to those music songs that we talked about. Watch my menopause uh, documentary on Monday, please. Oh, my God, absolutely. That's a no-brainer. <laughs> and watch King Richard and Coda and go and eat in the restaurants and things we've talked about. And dance to the music. Yes. Lots we of love you. Everybody. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. 